Well, Jessica got a bit like tongue. <laughs> we can't do uh, a podcast now. Uh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> you fell for it. I didn't really bite my tongue. Uh, That's because... <laughs> oh, I really just did it. Oh. You deserve that? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep quiet, quiet. Don't let it all come undone. Cause if I tear open my mouth, it'll just be to bite my tongue, to bite my tongue. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello to all our new listeners as we ride this new Dermike interview wave. <laughs> All the people who have started listening to the podcast, because we talked to Dermike the Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Relying K's biggest member. Throngs of new listeners. How's it going? Not every episode are we going to be interviewing inanimate mascots of the band. Please don't think the last week's episode is going to be the status quo. That's a bummer. Maybe we should start a spinoff podcast where we just interview inanimate objects. (laughs) Okay. Associated with bands. Why are you being so quiet? I don't know. <laughs> are you afraid? Gosh, we're... You're Sorry, I'm everything. shaking the table. I can't put my elbows on the table. Well, didn't your mom teach you that when you were a kid? Why are you talking? <laughs> you're you're so chill. You're so chill. I don't think I'm talking like anything. You but... see, I don't know. I don't know if it's coming across in the record, but you've definitely got the the NPR vibes going like. Welcome to the podcast, Sweaty Balls. (laughs) And you're not even doing it ironically. You're just doing it. Are you sleepy? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. (laughs) Well, you know what will wake you up? Bite your tongue. Oh, goodness gracious, yes. And I'll scream at you. That'll wake you up. (laughs) So, yes, welcome back to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Uh, Any Top of the the show show business. business. The only top of the show business. No voicemails this week. And I'm glad because we want a nice, cool, laid back. It's the end of the summer. Oh, we do have top of the show business other than what I was going to mention. Oh, um, The first thing is we have merch, new merch. We do. We have new merch. I love, love, love our new merch. I've actually been bugging Danny to make this design for a really long time. I'm kind of thrown off by because we having taken those two weeks, having taken that week off. Right. I'm not thrown off about what have the listeners not heard <laughs> anyone out there who's listening but not on our social media we've been talking about the shirt for a week now but yes we created a special i'm calling it i'm calling it what did i call it summerween summerween it's like right. the, the, the the late days of summer into halloween and it's a picture of the little sheet boy <laughs> from it, it was jessica's idea but i pulled it off it was a little it's the little sheet boy from the creepy ep that I kind of redrew, so it's fair use. <laughs> and then I turned him into a popsicle. I turned him into an ice cr- one of those ice cream character bars, like the Sonic the Hedgehogs and the SpongeBob character bars. Jessica, I did this with the Poconacha Punk for MXPX memes like two years ago, and I posted every once in a while. And Jessica, and I reposted it for this summer, and Jessica's like, you should do one of those with the little sheet boy, and we'll turn it into a shirt. And I was like, okay. And then it was much more work because the Poconacha Punk version is like a is like a four hundred by four hundred <laughs> pixel picture. It could never it couldn't just be blown up. I had to like make this thing big to put right. it as a t shirt. Right. Yeah. So it exists. And there's two versions. There's one where it says Sadie Hawkins pot on the popsicle stick. popsicle stick, and one Jessica didn't like that, so she's like, I want mine to have a little <laughs> have a little gold seal 
that says Sadie Hawkins pod. That, yeah, that where you normally put well. the price. Yeah. yeah. Sadie Hawkins about there. So yeah, I'll uh we'll throw some pictures up on social media because mine just came in the mail. So oh, next right. time I, I wear it, we'll get those up. Yep. So check that out at tpublic.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod, probably. Maybe or Sadie Hawkins pod dot tpublic. It is really hard to search on there no, for it, us. It, like you know what it was? It's because T Public's website is awful. It's awful. <laughs> but I think they like their website doesn't refresh right away. It's all there now. Okay. When I first created the store, Jessica was like, we're not coming up in search. And then David Ketch DM'd us and he was like, I went to your storefront, your T Public storefront, and the sh- new shirt wasn't there. But everything's there now. Okay. It's just like T Public's web domain or whatever, like things don't immediately show up. They have to, like, there has to, like, a refresh rate or whatever. I see. It should all be there now. Cool. In fact, I bet you if you Google, because <laughs> we weren't coming up in T Public Google. I was actually thinking about maybe putting the designs over on Redbubble as well. I like using Redbubble. Yeah, we Their just quality put it isn't on everything. quite as good, but I was thinking about putting it up on Redbubble because they have so many more options. So, like at T Public, all you can get are t shirts, um, mugs, and there's stickers. There's a lot of stuff. No, there's a lot of stuff. They have t shirts, mugs, stickers, uh, the pillows oh, they have really? wall art you could get a poster oh i didn't see thing. those i turned on everything yeah but the thing is i guess the problem with t public is they don't really make it easy to figure make out it easy to figure things? out okay yeah they're all there though oh, okay well maybe they don't Red show up in the mobile super easy to use so hopefully like, we just use everything yeah we just don't <laughs> feel confident to uh create our own <laughs> merch and then have it sitting around so no. it's it's tpublic.com slash user slash Sadie hyphen Hawkins hyphen pod. <laughs> and bull, yeah, everything's there. So anyway. Nice. Um, Any other top of the show business? And the other thing I just wanted to mention was they've come up a couple, a couple of times in the last year of podcasts, but Jack's Mannequin, which is the lead singer of Something Corporate, just because they keep coming up once in a while, Jack's mannequin and how there was that punk news article we found where someone was like, Ryan K just just sounds like Jack's mannequin. And then somebody else recently that we found an article also referred to Jack's mannequin. It turns out Tyson wrote or co-wrote three of the songs on the Jack's mannequin album. Mm. So it's like an Owl City situation where if, if someone was to listen to Owl City and be like, or listen to Ryan K and be like, Ryan K just sounds like Owl City. It's like well, one of, one of the guys works with the mm-hmm. works with the guy, so so of course so. So I started listening to more of it, and I don't know. Like we've said, I just was not. I never listened to something corporate because I don't like corporate rock. I'm the rocker <laughs> chick from the from the Reliant K book. <laughs> Go join our Patreon now because this episode's going great. Clearly, you want more of this content. <laughs> I think it's going fine. <laughs> So you bite your tongue if you're going to say bad things about how this episode's going. Was that the last? Of the that was the last. Show the top of show okay. business. So bite my tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. I think I will too. You'll bite my tongue. That's what I was trying to imply. <laughs> Save it for later. <laughs> so this is a sexy song. <laughs> about biting someone else's tongue wait am i misinterpreting that it really should be on collapsible lung to be fair <laughs> i don't know this sounds like 
every other song on the radio at that time. It sounds so like mid 2000s. It's not my favorite. Yeah, it's awesome. But <laughs> it still rocks harder than any recent Blink 182. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, technically, I guess Blink 182 of this time also, or no, they were broken up by then, 2007. I meant now. No, I understand what you were referring to. Oh. <laughs> but I don't. Is it fair to say 2007 Reliant K rocks harder than 2020 Blink 182? I think it's perfectly fair. <laughs> so I do think a bunch of people like this song. Like people definitely like this song. I had some comments when we announced yeah, I saw this that. episode. Yeah. People saying, "Oh, I really like this song and stuff." So this is like the Sahara. I mean, this is the album before. But this is this to this album is like this, this is the hard rockin' song. I always right. talk about how Five Score is the thrash metal Reliant <laughs> K album. This is like their heaviest sounding album. And who was it? There was more dis- there was more um uh there was more disparaging of Five Score going on recently cuz like you and Daniel don't care for this album you were both agreeing about how this is not a great album yeah samantha agreed with us as well right yes of course because you get the dms as well if i'm having a conversation <laughs> you're seeing their half of the conversation on your phone yeah um, sometimes i think about popping in and i'm like i don't want to mess up danny's flow be, it would be a weird it like would be very odd <laughs> associative personality disorder with a dms because two people are using the same account because for some reason danny put like all the social media stuff on my phone but I don't really go on it. Like every now and then I will pop in and be like, put like a, a like hyphen J. Well, so it's worked out once in a while. Sometimes I'm like, hey, can you go on your phone and tweet this for me? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're my assistant. I need you to have access to these accounts. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, Samantha was talking about how she also doesn't like. So it's three against one so far <laughs> for not caring for five score. And it's just, I understand that five score is not... Oh, Samantha even said, like, after this album, she stopped listening to Reliant K for a while and only kind of had to, like, get back into them. Or she was, like, whatever. She, like, she skipped Bird and the B-Sides because of this album. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's no collapse. You're so chill and laid back today. I'm sorry. I said it last week, but I'll say it again. Bears repeating. I won't bite my tongue. <laughs> that I understand that this isn't, like... And the, as an album, this isn't a full work of art like mm-hmm and Forget Not Slow Down right. or even Air for Free. But this is like Five Score and Collapsible Long are both just collections of songs that they've worked on. So I'm like, what's and but I love all the songs on Forget on Five Score. Mm-hmm. So and this song, it, this song's a rocker. This song's it's, it's also late in the album. It's almost like. This is their most like. This is almost the most aside from say Deathbed. This is the most not like Reliant K. That's maybe on this album. Even though this album has like a harder because it's a different producer, and it's like got a slightly harder edge, which I say with a grain of salt. But it does have a slightly harder edge in terms of the sound on this album compared to anything else Reliant K did before or even did after, with maybe the exception of Sahara, right? So. This is like the song out of all of them that sounds the least like Reliant K, except for maybe Deathbed. Although Deathbed sounds like Reliant K, it's just like the type of song it is stretched the type of song Reliant K could do. So they're like non, they're like new Reliant K in different ways. I will say though that the reason why this song doesn't sound that much like Reliant K is because it sounds like brand new. 
It literally sounds like a brand new song. When we were early in this podcast, like in the first couple of months, Andrew from Magnified Pod, when he knew we were doing this week, The Trend, he was like, oh, that's, that's, that's a song that sounds exactly like brand new. And I listened to it and I'm like, and he sent us a parody of yeah. this week, The Trend. Andrew, where's the rest of your parodies? <laughs> you have not sent in another one since this week, The Trend. And I, so whatever, whatever, like, um, attributes of the song this week, the trend that reminded Andrew of brand new, I kind of got, but I didn't really a hundred percent get right. But I'm not saying that it's not there because I always get annoyed when I say that person looks like whoever. And someone tells me, no, they don't. <laughs> I'm like, yes, they do. One of those. What about the other day when I said that that guy on TV was like a nine on the mama scale and you were like, no. And then he like did that thing with we, his arm where he like touched his chin and you were like, oh, no. Not I every see it. personal inside joke has to be for the podcast. <laughs> we didn't have to talk about the mama scale. My, my one living grandmother, her name is Mama and she's my mom's mom. And if a woman looks a lot like her or a man. Or a man. If any any, like any older person looks like my grandmother, we talk about the mamma scale. Like that person's a nine on the mamma scale. That person's a seven or a six. (laughs) And so yeah, there was a there was an adult man on some documentary we're watching, and she's like, she's like Jessica says that's that guy's a seven on the mamma scale. I'm like, no, he's not. But then he did this one particular thing where he put his hand to his jawline, and like, oh, that's what mamma does. Again, not all our inside things have to be for the podcast. But yeah. So anyway, Andrew said this week the trend sounded like brand new to him. And I listened to it. I'm like, yeah, I guess there's like a quality of it, but it wouldn't have immediately struck me. But this is a song that I definitely did not listen to a lot because it's late in an album that I didn't really live in at the time. Like, Aside from everything positive I've said about five score against everything negative team anti five score I've said. <laughs> when five score came out, I didn't like listen to it constantly. I wasn't like new Brian K album and just pop into my car and not, not ever stop listening to it. I just listened to it a couple times. Yeah, we talk about that, how you and I were in college and busy yeah. and we did this album really like passed us by. And because this is late in the album. I like definitely didn't hear it that much. So then now revisiting it like in the last couple of years, I'm like, oh, this song sounds exactly like brand new. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a social experiment because we talked about it with This Week, The Trend. I mentioned brand new and I keep bringing them up. And they're like one of the they're, they're not one of the first cancel cultured bands, but they're a canceled band to a lot of people because it's like the lead singer and some underage communications mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we're not going to compare them live on the podcast, but when we take our break, I'm going to play some brand new music for Jessica off mic. And then when we come back from the break, she'll say whether or not she thinks this song, Bite My Tongue, actually sounds like brand new. Sounds good. Yeah, this isn't a song yeah, you that got I was that to look forward super, to. <laughs> this isn't a song I was super familiar with prior to this week. And it's funny because I don't listen to Five Score all the way through like ever so i mean obviously we all know how i feel about deathbed but i don't really listen to this album like i'll listen to the the singles off of this album um so like crayons can melt on it exactly um so yeah this just was not a song that i was super familiar with so as i was listening to it this week 
Up and Up comes on after this, which I am so much more familiar with the Bird and the B-Sides version of Up and Up that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this sounds, I kept being like, oh, this sounds familiar. Oh, right. It's Up and Up. It's just I know the other version of this song so much better than this one. Right. As much as, as, as what has come up in the last couple of weeks about how Five Score doesn't have a cohesive narrative, it doesn't have a cohesive narrative, it doesn't have like cohesive like themes in music or lyrics necessarily, aside from the usual things that Tyson always sings about. It doesn't have the that cohesion that mm-hmm and, and Forget Not Slow Down have. I think sequencing-wise, there's something to be said about this song going directly into Up and Up. Because Up and Up is like the most upbeat. It's There's a lot of upbeat positive songs on Five Score, but it's like, it's a very uplifting, just, I mean, we'll talk about what we talk about with Up and Up, but just that like guitar riff in that song and like it's a very like it's about going up and up. It's like it's like it's like I'm feeling good. It's about buying Target brand paper towels. I know. We'll talk about that one. <laughs> but <laughs> because up and up is such a big lift of a song, and in a way, like it's the end of the album before Deathbed, which is almost like the mini album. It's like it's like here's the end here's the end of the traditional Reliant K album. It's up and up. And now here's this whole other EP other world narrative that's also here called deathbed you know what i mean that's how i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. when i think of five score i don't actually think of deathbed i'm just talking about the now i'm just making this general back end of five score discussion like when i think of deathbed i think of it as its own thing even though it is on five score and i'm sure a lot of people do think of deathbed as the five score ending song but to me up and up is the end of five score and then it's like this it's like here's this whole other world attached yeah, yeah, to five sure. score, which is deathbed. So, because it is just such a departure from anything they had ever done right. previously, it was just like completely other thing that, yeah, it kind of exists in its own continuity of sorts. Right. So for these two songs that sort of end the the traditional album before deathbed, you have bite my tongue and I listened to it a bunch of times directly into up and up and they're almost like two sides of the same coin in a way because they're both songs about mistakes in life and which is a super common theme for Matt Thiessen and Reliant K songs to be like Mm -hmm. like making reparations for mistakes you've made in relationships and I don't mean just with girls like this is basically another I still hate consequences in that suite of songs right yeah but up and up can almost be like the the positive side of the same coin where in bite my tongue you have a guy who's like messed up by my tongue my interpretation of the song and i'm pretty sure this is correct is a person who said the wrong thing to someone he cares about and now he's praying and looking for the right words and the right timing and he's not going to just immediately start blurting out and trying to make it better he's going to sit and contemplate and take his time and hope god gives him the correct things to say to make it better but then Up and Up is sort of on a similar path, but it's like, I'm on the Up and Up because I'm all feeling better. So even though Five Score doesn't have a narrative or like like a re- any real cohesion like those other albums we talked about, these two songs in a headcanon way can almost be about the same situation and the same people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like a part one, part two. Yeah. I'm going to bite my tongue because I'm growing weary of this point I've been wanting to make. I shrugged. Did your computer just quiet down? Maybe. 
I think somebody was like mowing outside. Okay. I heard this like fan sound and it just ended. Where was that? Oh, well. I don't know. It might have been the fridge. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you're not listening with headphones, you have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, the rich audio tapestry that is our apartment when you listen on over-the-ear headphones to Sadie Hawkins' pod. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, this is like I said. This is another. Actually, I I realize I need to coin the for the phrase "bad friend Tyson" because we have <laughs> literal Tyson and we have pedal hoops and all of these right. side characters. This is a bad friend Tyson song because there's so many bad friend Tyson songs about him like feeling bad about. And I say friend, even though some of them can be romantic songs. Dan, what would you say? Hoops is a pedal <laughs> file. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. I guess you're I'm right. So sorry. No, that's hilarious. He's a pedal. And then the next word, <laughs> the the suff the suffix is file. <laughs> it's funny. Jessica doesn't usually make those kind of jokes, but no. I don't just mean the subject. I just mean even like the the pun. The, the, that deep a pun. Are you <laughs> don't apologize. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for for speaking your truth. <laughs> that hoop that that hoop is a pedal <laughs> file. <laughs> Let's not let this leave the podcast though. This I'm isn't sorry. going on the social media. You were saying no. I'm looking at you, Brady Sullivan. It's not going <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> um so so bad friend Tyson. <laughs> bad friend Tyson. That's my new theme. That, that I feel like that new reveal of this is a new theme of the podcast. Bad friend Tyson got totally railroaded <laughs> by. <laughs> and it really sh- it should have been a a, a a phrase you coined earlier since we've done already done so, so many, many bad friend Tyson songs. songs. Yeah. But anyway, but I was saying like even though some of them are romantic songs, we just mean friend in the general sense of someone that you. Someone that you're with. How, how far into the podcast are we? Should we take the break now? We're about 20 minutes in. Oh, nice. This might be one of the shortest episodes yet. Well, how about this? I'll say that this song is one of the worst YouTube deep dives I've ever had to do. So you're saying that we should... So you're saying that you want to take our break now? Because now that we've talked about... Pedal hoops. Yeah. We're going to talk about a different kind of pedal file. What? The brand new guy. Isn't that Thunderage? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? Let your let your flag fly. Oh no, 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 it's not okay. It's not okay. No, we're not taking our break. Oh, so okay. I was preparing for it. I could shock I mean as shocking as all that was. I don't know if it compares to what I was gonna say. Bad friend Tyson. No, I'm done oh, with I'm bad sorry. friend Tyson. Um this is one of the worst YouTube deep dives I've ever had to do. Because when you type in Reliant K, bite my tongue, and Reliant K's, and, sorry, YouTube is like, oh, you, lo- you want Reliant K, bite my tongue, but we know what you really want. You want a bunch of 
tongue damage fo- videos. Oh, oh no. <laughs> See that that that, oh, no. that got you off your current course. Oh no. I saw and I only watched no I, Ooh, I, I have a tongue damage picture from when I was in a car accident when I was 19. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I bit through my tongue. Ouch. <laughs> You bit your tongue. I did. That is a story that's relevant to the... T- but, I did. <laughs> I mean, even that wasn't that bad because it's just like... It was just your tongue and some blood and a line where clearly your teeth had been. It was like black and blue. Ugh. It was like... Ugh. And really swollen. <laughs> <laughs> We're scaring off all the new Dermike listeners. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I saw a bunch of like really upsetting thumbnails for youtube videos where it's like a person whose tongue was swollen so big they couldn't close their mouth (gasps) and all this stuff but i also found like a couple of videos that are like not shocking just like what to do if you bite your tongue do you want to do you want to post my 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 bitten through tongue photo not really (laughs) from the promotion for this episode not really no because i know right where that picture is you keep it in your wallet. Yes. I keep it closest to my heart. <laughs> my bitten tongue picture. No, from that whole night, I have like a, which I took on my pink razor, you know, flip phone that had the front camera. So you didn't even have to open the phone up. It was like an early selfie thing. And I had taken a picture when I was like strapped onto the stretcher and everything with my mouth open. I was like, ah, like with my thumb up in the back of the right. ambulance. Scary. Jessica got in a car crash, and I don't want to give all the details, but she got in a car crash when we were in college, and if she had died, I would have been the last person to see her. We'll save that for Staples. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Listen to our Staples episode. I was going to talk about the time I worked at Staples, but instead we'll talk about the time you oh, got I in a car crash. I didn't know you worked at Staples. <laughs> I just made that up. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've known you for 14 years and we've been married for 10 of those and I'm learning something would, new about you every day. Would that like almost ruin our marriage if in the Staples episode? I was like, well, I worked at Staples once. And you're like, you never told me this. Keeping nah. secrets. No. Nah. I worked at Target. Yep. That's like a Staples. You've worked at Target and Wendy's and Toys R Us for like a day. Yeah. And I worked at Wendy's like Tyson. Yeah. And Home Depot. Did mm-hmm. I say that already? No. Um, I'm <laughs> the, trying to think of Macy's. Yeah. Is this one of those couples tags where you have to prove <laughs> yes. that you know me? <laughs> I was just naming all of the like the like name tag jobs you've ever done. I didn't ever work for name tag. No, that's Maytag. <laughs> that's Maytag. Whatever. Um, so you want to know what to do if you bite your tongue? You yeah. want to know what you should have done? You're not going to really show me these icky no, videos, right? No, I okay, said. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I said this is not one of those videos. Oh, right on. This is a video that will tell us what to do if we bite our tongues. Let's say you're in a car crash in 2006. <laughs> 2007. This is 2007. This is what you should have done before you took those car crash selfies. How to treat a bitten tongue. Eating is hardly considered a risky behavior, but once in a while an exuberant chomp can result in a bitten tongue. You will need an ice cube or popsicle, sterile gauze or a clean washcloth, salt water, and hydrogen peroxide. Optional, a pain reliever such as acetaminophen or ibuprofen. Step 1. 
suck on an ice cube or a popsicle for several minutes. <laughs> I hate I hate this guy that they that they filmed doing all this stuff. Cause he's like he's like I don't know how to describe his look. He's like a, he looks like a like a Weezer fan. <laughs> he so does. He looks like a like if Rivers Cuomo was a was a not even Rivers Cuomo, but if like was a, stock a third image tier guy. member of yeah, if a third tier <laughs> member of Weezer was a stock image guy, and he's like slowly sucking on the ice cube, and he's like, "Ow, I hurt my tongue." If you're treating a child, remember that kids take their cues from you, so calm them down by acting like the injury is no big deal. Step two: with a gauze or washcloth, press on the area that's bleeding until it's no longer bleeding. If the bleeding doesn't stop after 15 minutes, seek medical attention. Step 3. Rinse and spit with salt water or a solution of one part hydrogen peroxide. You had to watch him spit the water out. <laughs> two parts water. If you have a lot of pain or the accident happens before bedtime, take a recommended dose of pain reliever. Step 4. Don't eat acidic or salty foods for a day or two. Which I guess count as acidic and salty foods are carrots and pizza. <laughs> Yeah, it's really odd. I mean, I would think that you probably shouldn't eat a carrot anyway, because isn't that what he was eating when he bit his tongue in the video? Yeah, old carrot tongue here couldn't tell the difference between his tongue and a carrot. And he bit right into it. So I forgot to say, but this is from Howcast. And that's what you do if you bite your tongue. You don't eat pizza. I got a thumbs up from Jess. She says, that sounds good. Well, I'm so mentally, st- I'm still mentally derailed from your hilarious jokes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Did you want to talk about the lyrics? Yeah, let's talk about the lyrics. Did you look up any stuff about them? Did you, because uh, I didn't oh, we actually. we have some song meanings this week. <laughs> okay. Did you, you have them? <laughs> I do. Because I don't even think I really deep dived on these lyrics. There are definitely lyrics in the song that I understand and under- have always understood, but it's one of those songs that's probably very complex and I don't really know the lyrics from beginning to end. Song meanings is not the best place to go for the lyrics, though. Um, go to, like, Genius or another place because it, they have, like, the sentences get cut off. So some of the words are, like, just whatever and oh, then dot, weird. dot, dot. And so you... Well, you here I'm out. on Genius and there's no annotations. But mm-hmm. I was going to spell it out in full detail, but I dropped the call before I spilled my guts but your floor stayed clean like my conscience will be. Because uh, if you heard, if you heard anything, you didn't hear it from me. So he spilled his guts. But her floor was clean because it's a metaphorical but also literal spilling of guts in a metaphor way. Classic Reliant K. Um, I'm sweeping up the seconds that tick off the clock. And I'm saving them for later, but I'm too ticked to talk. See, I always got that pun. Too ticked to talk. Yep. I got that. It's a this should be a big this should be a big TikTok song. Did yeah. you find a lot of TikToks? I found no TikToks. Oh man. Everyone out there with TikTok accounts, <laughs> start making <laughs> bite my tongue videos. Uh, and I need some time to search my mind to locate the words that seem so hard to find. Sometimes I sometimes I say things that I wish that I could take back. The most crucial thing I lack is a thing called tact. Uh, well then he shoots his fist. And if you're always so intently listening, <laughs> then the smartest thing to say is to tell myself not to say a thing. Got to keep quiet, quiet. Don't let it all come undone. Because if I dare to open quiet, my mouth. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> that part sounds like a little, there's like a little dash 
love all American rejects in there. Yeah. Who? I don't know who that is. Because you never know the bands that I mention. You're like, who's that? I don't know who that is. So I'm rejecting. I'm all American rejecting your reference. (laughs) Verse three. It seems I'm always closed minded with an open mouth. And the worst of me just comes right out. But I've never broken bones. Another MXPX reference in addition to tact with a stone or a stick. And there's a newfound glory reference. And I'll conjure up a phrase that can cut to the quick. So it's all about talking. <laughs> right? I think I was... My and who inter- you're going to take to the Sadie Hawkins. All right. So here we get to the bridge. And this is like... As far as being a... And maybe this is going to be in the song means. But as far as being a Christian song or being about God, this is another, this is a very like low-key spiritual song right Right. yeah this is like an open to your interpretation this is a pronoun christian song yeah this is (laughs) like are they talking about god are they not talking about god because it's hard for me to assume that they'd be talking about a person because when they get to this um in the bridge it goes and when i finally do let it come from you the peace of understanding grips my soul the re you're the reason i found meaning in this life so i'll swallow up my pride and give you control, I give you control. So clearly the bridge, he's got to be talking about God, right? Because, I mean, genius doesn't, I don't want to play the capitalized pronoun game. We've done that in past episodes where we go looking in the book of the CD to see if those pronouns are capitalized. Doesn't matter. I don't think that matters in this particular case. Someone could hear this and interpret it as like, He's said something to someone he cares about and he's upset about it and he can't find the words to fix it and he keeps trying but he keeps stumbling and keeps biting his tongue and messing up, making things worse or trying not to make things worse. Then you get to the bridge and he's like, um, and when I finally do, it comes from, let it come from you, the peace and understanding grips my soul. You're the reason I found meaning in this life. Someone could hear that and be like, oh, it's about, he's got a girl and he messed up he said the wrong thing and she's the reason for his life and he wants to make it better and and he's she's the peace and understanding but then it's like when he says i'll swallow up my pride and give you control i give it to you that sounds like that's right. a spiritual thing that's right. a god thing it's about giving up control like i it, it give up control in a relationship yeah but like to that extreme like, i'm just playing devil's advocate i know i'm giving up I'm, I'm giving you all the control, like, because I said something bad. Kinky. <laughs> See? Biting my tongue. Kinky. I said that earlier. It's their sexiest song. Other than... Banging after church. While the uh, kids are watching TV. Yeah. There's only... I think there's only one kid. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do that song yet? No. <laughs> You want to do that next week? So much I pay attention to to this podcast. You want to do disaster next week? This episode has been a disaster, but we can make next week a disaster too. Let's keep the disaster train rolling. (laughs) Um, Sure. I actually, when we did those, like, like our our lists of like our favorite to least favorite songs on Collapsible Lung, which was real early on, I think I rated disaster really high. Right. Would you think you'd keep it there? No. Maybe we should do a new... <laughs> I should go look for that list, and we'll do a new... So we'll do Disaster yeah. next week, and we'll do a new In Order by 
which songs we like on collapsible lung. Okay. Okay. Good call. So where are some song meanings? You were getting ready to look at those. Music underscore fanatic 92, 12 years ago said, yeah, no offense to any of you. I hate when people tell me my interpretations are wrong. People interpret things differently, but I just always thought this song was about how he makes mistakes with people, not God. And he never thinks before he talks. The part about, I got to keep quiet, quiet and listen to your voice because the power of your words can repair all that I've destroyed is obviously about God. The Bible teaches us to comfort and apologize to make things right. So in that way, his words repair the damage Matt has done with his own words. It's like, hoops, I did it again, or this week, the trend. If you haven't noticed, Matt is the most cynical person there is. I'm sure some of you can relate to the struggle and with inconsistency in your walks i can so relate i liked this because of the like very passive aggressive nature (laughs) of the first part don't even at me this is the early this is the first don't at me what year is this this was 12 years ago yeah this is the first don't at me bro yeah (laughs) then m teeson wife 11 years ago oh was he married 11 years ago no right said, I think this song is about listening to God, not just talking to him. Well, if you're Tyson's wife, I think you'd know a little bit more. Yeah, you can't just say you need his help and put him on a shelf. You have to actually converse with him. I think this song is sweet and completely true. I love it, and I also love them. Smiley face. I also love, love Melbeck. <laughs> I also love Melbeck, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even consider that the early part of the song, that the whole song could be about God. My interpretation was the first parts of the song are about a person he said something bad to. Because I feel like, like, what do you say to God that makes it feel like you've done something wrong? I guess it's possible. I guess someone could give me a situation. Right. But like... Just being maybe mad. Maybe you say things that you don't necessarily mean to say to God at the time. And then you kind of go back on it But that seems a little odd. Like to make it Because like, okay, you're angry. You curse God. But like, then what? Like bad things start happening to you and misfortunes. And you think this seems very Book of Job or something. That doesn't seem like a modern person's problem. Yeah, I think it's like a lot of Reliant K songs where it's a little mix of both and you can take away from it what you will. Right. It's like sometimes he's talking about a relationship. Sometimes, okay, it's a little bit more specific and he's probably talking about God. But like the song meanings and genius people get, you know, very heated in their debate of of which one it is. But Barnabas, 11 years ago, agreed with us a little more where they said, I don't think this song has much to do with God. I think most of it is how he speaks impulsively without thinking. And sometimes it's hurtful to others. The bridge, I will admit, is about God asking for forgiveness. The rest of the song isn't really. And that's my 741 cents. Smiley face. Right. Yeah, because just going back to the first chorus... He says, I was going to spell it out in full detail, but I dropped the call before I spilled my guts, but your floor stayed clean like my conscience will be. That He's talking, he says you, he says I was going to spell it out, but I dropped the call. Like he was going to call someone and talk to them to apologize or explain their side of an argument they're having, but he hung up before he got to it. And he says, "I, I before I spilled my guts on your floor, 
Like what? Unless it's like a super deep metaphor. He's talking about a person there. Like that's the only way I can t- take that. Like I guess can they be God's floor? <laughs> no, I don't think. So. I don't no, think so. It's, no. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry, but we just like like glazed over the seven. That's my seven hundred and forty-one cents. Are there seven hundred and forty-one characters in this comment? I don't really feel like sitting here and counting all of them. <laughs> um, but I'm like, what? What? Because like, if you give someone your two cents. You don't have to only have two characters in that statement, so I'm right. just confused. That's twelve dollars. That's twelve dollars and thirty-five cents. Oh, nice. But I guess, and if, that's why I married an accountant. But I guess if you want to like send, I could you just put that in Word, in Word, and it'll tell you how many characters right. there are. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, as much as I'm maybe not like a big fan of necessarily the the kind of musical sense of this song, I do really like the lyrics. I do think that there's a lot to take away from the lyrics and there's a lot to be found and, you know, right, go through and dissect and like relate to in these lyrics. Yeah. And it's a rocker. It's a roll <laughs> rocking song. I want to get I want to get down there. I want to start crab walking all over the place i want to start uh doing those hardcore dance moves and then i want to get into that pit i want to open up the, open up the pit <laughs> that's what i want to hear decent say right before they sing this song it's like i want to hear them play bite my tongue in 2021 and i want to hear decent go open up that pit and then they start playing bite my tongue nice Well, Darren at Punk News gave this album two stars and had this to say specifically about this track. It is when the band sticks to what they know that they perform the best. Songs like Bite My Tongue and Up and Up are where the band sound the most comfortable and inevitably where they are the most successful. That sounds really, really random because I just said that these songs are the least... Relying K up to that point. I, that doesn't make any... This is them stre- This is them stretching into slightly different areas of this kind of pop rock to me. I don't really... I don't get that at all. Like, there's so many other more classic Reliant K songs. Yeah, like, I think Come maybe... right out and say it. I sometimes get confused and think come right out and say it's on... Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, if you... If you yeah, for sure on, on come right out and say it. And I was going to say, aside from come right out and say it, maybe what... Darren is talking about is the fact that maybe he only kind of listened to mm-hmm because mm-hmm, you know a lot of like I don't know that how much Reliant K was really even though they're always called punk I don't really know how many like like I don't really know how many punk radars Reliant K was on with the first three albums right I think that with mm-hmm kind of going more into the mainstream and that that album is, well, is mm-hmm amazing was their first album. but <laughs> that album was amazing but it also is it was very of its of its time in that that was the sound of the time whereas and we've talked about this before the first three albums are kind of their own thing and then with mm-hmm, they kind of are merging into what is a little bit more popular at that time right so i can understand why they would look at like this song and then maybe even up and up and say, this to me sounds like what is on the radio now, what is popular now. So maybe they're thinking that as a band, Sorry, they would just continue on that same trajectory of like, here's pop punk, here's 
what you know you're hearing on the radio here's you know maybe that's what their line of thinking was thinking oh this sounds more like Reliant K to them because they're they're only really familiar with say mm-hmm, and think oh yes this makes sense these two songs to go in this direction right maybe sorry I hiccuped in the middle there and I'm like oh that's no problem but then the hiccup made me burp and I felt really bad. I don't know if I can edit that out, so I apologize. Um, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, like, thinking about it, like, this album does have, aside from the fact that I said with, like, there's there's just like a, there's like a tone, there's like a musical concept with this song and Up and Up and Deathbed that are Reliant K stretching what Reliant K can be up to that point. I guess you could also say that a little bit with, um, must have done something right. Although that's like going the opposite direction. That's going in like the pop appeal, like radio thing. Like what can we take of Reliant K that exists in their, like their canvas? Like what, like what can we take of the colors on their table in a paint, in a really bad painting analogy? Like what exists here that we can make like as poppy and radio friendly as possible? must have done something right like let's do that you know what i mean but that sort of stretches that's like mixing new colors together and finding like something they hadn't done and then you do the same thing with this and up and up and deathbed and it's like a a more hard rocking song and a more like i don't even know what kind of song up and up is but it's like a it's like a fun (laughs) it's i don't think up and up sounds like anything except maybe like sonic the hedgehog music (laughs) like 2020s sonic i mean like a like post sonic adventure did you sign the petition to have the national anthem change to that one sonic the hedgehog song city escape no i because i because i'm cool and i i don't want other people to know that song um yeah i don't know then we have a, a personal blog um about this person's feelings on the song bite my tongue okay so this is from Love That Dog One 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 Eight, and we've been here before. Right. Um, and this was posted five years ago, and they said, "I'm sure we have all had times when we are really itching to say something to someone, but we know that the best thing is to not say anything at all." I know I've had several moments like this. It has been my personal goal to monitor the things I say before I say them. Sometimes it is best to just bite my tongue. I really like the song Bite My Tongue by Reliant K because biting our tongues is something we all have to do at one time or another so everyone can relate. The song starts out with the speaker revealing that he was going to say everything he wanted to say, but he hung up the phone before he said anything. He is sweeping up the seconds that tick off the clock. Likely meaning that the speaker is just focused on the clock, trying to keep everything inside. He is saving those seconds for later when he is so mad that he doesn't want to talk anymore. He is trying to buy time and be able to say what he wants to say in a tactful way. Sometimes we all say things that we wish we could take back. Our speaker says, tell me about it. I have a podcast. It's very difficult. (laughs) Going back to to pedal hoops. Our speaker says he lacks tact, sensitivity, and dealing with difficult issues. Next, he says, and if you're always so intently listening, then the smartest thing is to tell myself not to say a thing. I think that the you that the speaker refers to as God. If we realize that God is always listening to what we have to say, maybe that would make us more carefully 
think more carefully about what we actually do say. Maybe it is smarter to just bite our tongues. Yeah, I got to keep quiet, quiet. Don't let it all come undone. Because if I dare to open my mouth, it'll just be to bite my tongue. It seems so many of us have closed minds, meaning we are not open to new ideas or change, but we can't seem to keep our mouths shut. When this happens, the worst of us just comes right out and says it. No, they didn't say that. Sorry. (laughs) The, The worst of us just comes right out through our mouths. Next, The speaker says something important about words. I've never broken bones with a stone or a stick, but I'll conjure up a phrase that can cut to the quick. Soft flesh, tender, sorry, now they're telling us what what quick is. Uh, This is powerful. You likely know the saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I think this is false. Words can hurt more and be more damaging than physical pain. And the speaker seems to agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's definitely like the whole like being a kid and your parents teaching you like, oh, when people call you names at school, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but names will never hurt and words will never hurt me. But like words do hurt way more because, you know, your eye will heal if you get, you know, a black eye, if you get punched. But and, you know, maybe you'll forget about that later. But sometimes people's words do stick with you. Yeah. And sometimes I say things that I wish that I could take back. And the smartest thing to say is to tell myself to keep quiet. Don't let it all come undone. Because if I dare to open my mouth, it'll just be to bite my tongue. Yeah, I got to keep quiet, quiet. Listen to your voice. And they capitalize the you and the sorry, the why and your. Um, because the power of your words can repair all that I've destroyed. Again, the you here is God. We need to listen to his voice because he can repair all of the hurt that our words have created. I mean, maybe. Eh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, completely about that. You know, it. You can, you know, it. You can say things like, "It all comes out in the wash" or something like that. You know, and that you know, if you just kind of put your your trust in God, then you know, you'll you'll be fine. And if you choose not to listen to someone else's damaging words, you you know, just listen to God's instead. You can, you know turn a deaf ear on certain things and kind of move on but that doesn't always work that's not how everybody works and yeah that makes sense that makes sense well how long is this article (laughs) i've like totally lost track of what we're doing anymore no it's it's only a little bit longer um this is why you can't blame the heat it is hot but it's not as hot as it's been i never proofread these you would think after we've done that i've been doing this for over a year that i would learn to just like read these things ahead of time nope i save it all for the podcast just skip to the end and see how it ends the speaker goes on to say when i finally do speak let it come from you he is saying that when he finally speaks he wants his words to come from god he wants to be able to have thought through carefully what he is going to say god's the reason for the season no sorry god's the reason why the speaker found meaning in life so he has decided to swallow his pride and give control over to god this song has such a powerful meaning sometimes we all need to slow down and think about how the things we say impact others words can be extremely hurtful with words we have all the power to build others up and or tear them down how will you use your words well danny how will you use your words I'll use my words by saying, we'll be right back after, no, are we? (laughs) I was going to say, like, use my words to listen to this ad where you can join patreon.com slash (laughs) shadyhawkenspod. Almost, almost. You know, 
I'm ADHD, so it makes sense that I'm kind of all over the place. What's your excuse? I'm supposed to be at work right now. <laughs> no, you're not. It's 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, again, like last time we have, at least I think it was last time, maybe it was two weeks ago, we have a photo inspiration. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so this is from, ooh, I'm going to butcher this name. Just spell it. Cirrus, Cirrus, Cirrusy, um, C-E-R-I-S-S-E, day 46, so they must be doing some kind of a photo challenge, bite my tongue, Reliant K. Isn't that like Cersei from like Game of Thrones? Maybe. Um, so it's a picture of, uh, someone sitting on a couch with long hair and you can't really see their face. And then in the corner over here, it says, sometimes I say things that I wish that I could take back. Oh, yeah. It's very... Um, Got all of these visual things that, <laughs> On the podcast. Yeah. They're sitting on Grandma's couch. They certainly are. <laughs> very floral print, mature-looking sofa there. Beautiful picture, though. Lovely. And now, we'll be right back. If you'd like to interact with Sadie Hawkins Pod, please do. We have a voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. You can also send us an email at sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And check out our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We'd also like to take this moment to thank our patrons who have signed up at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. We've got Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, and Samantha. If you'd like to join our Patreon, we're discussing most of the K is for karaoke tracks, like Justin Bieber's Baby and Cake's The Distance. We've done some random stuff, like a video of us playing Animal Crossing and discussing our summertime playlists. Oh, and we're reading through the entirety of the Relying K-related book, Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind. And hey, if you thought there wasn't a Reliant K book that makes a short bus joke, we'll sign up and learn how wrong you were. There are two $5 and $10 levels where you can get those bonus apps and extras like merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> so you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also I've had guests such as John Darneal of The Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of The Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News. Or this might be a podcast on any podcast platform and you will find us. This might be a podcast brought to you by punknews.org. We're back and Dan played some brand new for me and I don't hear it. I mean, uh, there's like shouty bits <laughs> like there is in this song, I but think I really this, don't hear it. I, I, all I did was play some stuff, uh, like a couple of songs off the first album, their first album, and then stuff off of their second album because like 
I mean, that shoutiness and the like, wonka, 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 guitar, whatever that is, sound was just really popular during that time. So, But the quiet things that no one ever knows. Sorry, I'm saying that so slow, but it's slowly going across my screen. The quiet things that no one ever knows. That's a song particularly by Brand New that I think sounds a lot like this song. And it's like a quality. So I'm ha- I'm getting the same resistance to this as Andrew got from me saying that <laughs> this week the trend sounded like brand new. Uh, yeah, the, it's like a it's brand a quality new. Thing. It sounds a lot more like they were like real heavily influenced by like Pearl Jam. Maybe there's got kind of okay. that feel to. I don't know. Just the songs that you played for me. I've never listened to brand Strange, new outside okay. of what you just played me. So I'm, music's so objective. It's impossible yeah. to talk about. <laughs> Great. Last episode of the podcast. (laughs) Next week, we'll be doing this is the end, if you want it. And after this episode, you probably do want it. No. So, yeah, I was just going to say, what music sounds like, what music is so subjective, because that face thing I was talking about, I think, like, when people are like, hey, people tell me I look like you, you go up to someone, you're like, people tell me I look like you, and you look at each other, and you're like, they do, you know? Like... That's always subjective, but it's always because, like, I think every person, when they look at a person's face, they have a a certain quality that their mind focuses on. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I focus most often on the jawline. Jessica and I talk about this all the time because I'll say what people look like, my sister or someone or my mom. Or mama. And it's all in the jawline. Like, if your jawline is similar to the jawline of someone else, then I think you look like that person. But it might not be in the eyes, and it might not be in the skin, and it might not be in the lips. But if it's the jawline, then I think you look like that person. So if I'll say to someone, oh, this person looks like this person, they'll be like, no, they don't. But because they're not looking at the jawline. So you somehow hear brand new, and you're like... (laughs) Sounds like Trilogy. They don't sound like Pearl Jam. They were influenced You're it just, sounds like by like because you're thinking Pearl of Jam that old grunge because the way he grinds his molars is really sexy <laughs> that's a line from yes. my baby's in love with it yes <laughs> i got that reference thank you um so what we're learning is that brand new is classic uh pop punk meets butt rock yeah yeah meets bad man Ye- yeah yes <laughs> so um Let's see what I have. Like I said, on YouTube, it was when you go deep diving with the words bite my tongue on YouTube, it's a lot of really awful videos that I didn't want to watch of people actually having bitten their tongue or having like tongue deformities and stuff. So let's forget all that and let's listen to the band playing this pretty close to when the album came out, some point in 2007. Here's Reliant K playing Bite My Tongue. Let's see if it says where. This is at Creation Fest West, quote-unquote, last year. So this would have actually been 2006. So this would have been before the album came out, I guess. Uh, This is uploaded by I Love HN. And this was uploaded 13 years ago. So um, this one's about about talking and how sometimes I put my foot in my mouth and uh, how God can help us with those situations. Well, there you go. He just answered the whole discussion from the episode. It's we, a, we literally could have just played 19 seconds of this video and then called it a day. Yeah, we didn't need song meetings or anything. We nope. should, in fact, go on song meetings and give them the, everyone the link to this video and say it's about when you say something wrong to a person and you ask God to help you with the situation. The end. Podcast over. 
And if we listen to them, we don't say stupid stuff. This one's called Bite My Tongue. Hope you like it. time of the night everybody say no 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 everybody point at Matt Hoops and go wow 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 well that's what happens when your lead guitarist is a pedophile <laughs> everyone point at Matt Hoops and say Matt Hoops you're a pedal file <laughs> Jessica's looking I, I can only describe your look as smug <laughs> Even though I think it's more like you're uncomfortable, it's coming off as smug. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> he messes the song up. He starts the song and he messes it up two times in a row. That is true. That's so sad. You should be embarrassed. If we had any... I'm not even red in the face. Was this planned? Is this a little skit kind of showing the moral of the song? Like they're going to say mean things to each other. And at the end of the song, they're going to be like... I prayed, and I'm sorry. Could be. There's that smug look again. <laughs> I would not describe what I just did as smug <laughs> at all. D disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> Here, I'm skipping ahead. Here we go. But Danny, you missed some of that classic stage banter between the boys from Canton. If it was so good, it'd be on their live album. <laughs> waiting to get to that quiet quiet part and it's pretty blown out bad audio um you still heard those those fun ringing guitars though yeah, yeah. oh and you know what they played this on tour with switchfoot in 2016 oh. i don't think they played it everywhere and i don't think they played it in los angeles but here they are playing it three years ago in iowa uh yeah so let's see how because that was pre-Forget Not Slow Down, Teeson singing. Let's hear how post-Forget Not Slow Down, Teeson sings. I think you mean post-collapsible lung. Is that... The, <laughs> do I? Uh, no, isn't it Forget Not Slow Down where he worked on his vocals and stuff? You just mocking me. Now you can describe my look as smug. <laughs>
He's actually more comfortable with the shouting part right but he's also Later. you know on the i didn't talk i was thinking about this but i didn't mention it till now on the album version and i guess also in that 2006 version that we listened to he had this like this like sultry thing going on it's like tell myself not he's like kind of you know what i mean like there was like there's like a slight like sultry yeah, yeah. aspect to his lyrics, sure. to his singing in that song, which I think also is what reminds me of Brand New, because that guy also had that same kind of quality, like this, like forlorn, this forlorn, like slightly over dramatic, like affected, like really affected, but not like whiny. It's this thing, like pop punk has the whiny lyrics. I don't know, why don't you go out with me? But Brand New, <laughs> and by extension, I think Matt Thiessen on this song had this like upset like maybe that's where you get the kind of like the the eddie vetter Mm -hmm. thing because eddie vetter also has that effect that like affected like low draw like grinding your molars thing like sort of like that right Mm -hmm. here in but here in 2016 teason's like i don't do that anymore so he's actually kind of singing this song a lot more straight right whereas in the original five score version and probably the way they played the song back then it's almost like a performance. It's like a performance in like a character way of like, I'm going to spell it out in detail, but I it up before I covered it up. <laughs> the, the government showed up and I Ooh, covered Danny, it up. Danny, save it for the bedroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so much editing in this episode. Yeah. So you want to hear the Nightcore version? Sure. This, this has got to be great. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, I'm bopping along. I like I, that. I can't believe this blonde anime lady is, is that this is her singing voice and she's playing this guitar. Look, she's holding the guitar. It's got to be her performing, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just get to the, I just want to get to the quiet, quiet part on every version. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm crab walking all over the place here. (laughs) 
This is the real. This is the crabcore song. I know you don't know what that is. <laughs> I do not. I'm just thinking about when you're like in gym and you have to do the thing where you like crab walk and then kick the ball. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When you're a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it's based on. Some people were like, "What if you do crab walk in gym, but you make it more of like a <laughs> warp tour thing?" I don't know what that means. I know you don't. So. <laughs> The, we're just gonna move on the from greatest that. the greatest before we get like what else do i have hold on oh there's a band called you me uh is that the name of the band yeah there's a band you called me and dupree no there's a band called you me at six you me at six now, i'd never heard of them but apparently they have also a band called bite uh, and they also have a song called bite my tongue with way more covers online i guess they're a bigger band and they're like a modern butt rock type band because <laughs> let's hear let's hear a little bit of their their song called bite my tongue butt rock is the 90s thing we do we... i'm sorry i'm laughing because i you apologize keep opening, i keep <laughs> opening our 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 radar detected <laughs> trash can our motion we detecting trash motion can. no touch motion detected trash cans and they sit behind where i sit in the kitchen and we just got a new water set up and so everything shifted down a little so now i'm doing it <laughs> so constantly. many details right. so many details sorry anyway here's a band called you me at six who also have this song 15 million views this song is from eight years ago a lot more covers on youtube of this version of the song exists but let's just hear a little bit of their song I don't know what it is, but I have a sudden urge to join the Navy. <laughs> that's just that's just one hundred percent. That's just armed forces rock to me. So, so there's a there's. Did he say something about David Lynch? Because I swear he did for a second there. I don't know. We'll have to find that out when we do our You Me at Six podcast. But um, yeah, like that is just that is like. Like the where, because I guess I had never heard of this phrase. I'd heard of this the words "bud rock," but I didn't actually know it referred to coincidence that we brought them up. Pearl Jam, and like any kind of '90s guy that sings like this, like I didn't know that, right? And that kind of music go went in would go into the 2000s with like Nickelback and Three Doors Down and Creed, right? So that's technically all butt rock as well. But then there's a point where butt rock became like armed forces rock. Like this is the music you play in a commercial to get someone to join the Navy or the Army. <laughs> and that's just what I hear when I hear this You Me at Six song. Um, never heard of them. I never even heard of them at all. But 15 million views. Bigger song called wow. Bite My Tongue. Um and I like to think I'm a guy that gets around, and I know these kind of. This, I know me. I know a thing or two about music, but I'd never heard of this band. So the, aside from that, the next best thing that I found, uh, in relation to this song, somehow I found the Revolution TV, uh, YouTube channel. I think this is some like two thousands. 
sort of cable access or like maybe like public television or some or maybe like an infomercial thing sometimes like g-rock like there was a show there was a christian show called g-rock this is a similar thing where it's like music discussion and stuff like that but they probably just you know syndicated it where they could or maybe they bought infomercial blocks i don't know the history of the revolution tv but i know that this is like their youtube channel where they seem to have uploaded their archive of clips from a decade ago so 11 months ago they uploaded part one of their reliant k episode and this is like the intro to their reliant k episode this intro is only a minute and 18 seconds and it's the greatest thing. I'm I've... looking at the thumbnail and I'm very excited. No, that's the thumbnail for part two. Oh, man. It's a picture of Tyson. This isn't, T- Reliant K is not in this part. This is just their introduction to, oh, okay. hey guys, I'm just going to spoil it a little bit. In this clip, they're going to say, hey guys, today on the show we have Reliant K. So stick around, right? That's okay. all you're going to see in this. Yeah. But you're going to, the message I just gave you're going to see in a very specific The Revolution TV way. Oh, I remember when you found this. Yeah. Because I, now I have not seen this. I have not heard it, but I heard Danny's reaction. <laughs> this is amazing. A little tongue in cheek, a little power pop, some punk rock, all of that today from our featured artist of the week. Yeah, and they're getting airplay all over the place from TRL to radio stations all across the country. It's none other than R. Look at this intro. (laughs) Jessica's speechless. This is absolutely amazing. Truth. Truth. Shift. Messiah. So basically this is like an extreme. Like you would think this is like a skateboarding tape or a skateboarding show, but it's not. It's just like, we're here to talk to you. We just want to rap with you about cool Christian rap that's out there, kids. Right? You've got two characters. You've got, what are their names? Jorge and something. Or George with a J. I don't know if it's actually Jorge. But that's how you would spell Cat with a K. And George with George with a J. I looked at that and I thought Jorge because that's how you pronounce that. But I think it's George with a J. Um, yeah, these two guys, these two folks, the, the cat is like, is like cool hip Christian skater mom. Hey, you kids can totally I'm talking a lot with my hands right now, like like getting my hands out there. Hey, you kids can totally stay up and watch The Simpsons. Let me just preview that episode first and make sure it's not a bad one. You know, she's like cool Christian mom. And then, RK, or as I like to call them, Reliant K. And there's that. And then George with the J. He talks, he's like, yeah, guys, welcome to Revolution TV. It's time to get rocking. Hey, let's rock and roll. <laughs> and then I can't even describe, this is, and then it's like, you, do you remember the movie Reality Bites? Yeah. Do you remember at the end when they took all of uh, her footage? Yes. And they like made it all like commercial and it, like, it's like, yes. pizza, we love yeah. pizza. We're Gen X, we love pizza. Okay. That's yeah. the energy in this, except this is like 2004 or five or something. But there's a second half to this. Messiah! It just says Messiah written across the screen in extreme letters. This is so extreme. Revolution, a show with killer music and razor sharp truth. 
And I love that they're filming in this like loft style space with like the exposed brick and it looks really That's always what you did on these extreme industrial shows. and it looks very Gen X trying you always to tried update to find, for millennials. Find some you don't you don't we, need, we don't need a TV studio man. <laughs> only the only the old TV shows use TV studios man. We just need <sighs> we did, we could just go out in the streets where the people live and we could talk about revolution but this is they got great music and razor sharp truth razor sharp welcome to the revolution a show with killer music and razor sharp truth today we're going to serve up some music that your ipod secretly saw and stored in and a little secret you know the artists on your ipods Oof. a lot of them want to start a revolution through your head Oof. Jessica, I don't know if you knew this, Oof. but a lot of the artists on your iPod, they want to start a revolution. But you know where they want to start that revolution? Through your headphones. headphones. And she points at, at her, her ears. ears. It's like, this is where your headphones go. Wow. I love this. I literally love this. Yeah, you can rock out, get your stuff played on the mainstream, and love Jesus. So we- <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? He's spitting razor sharp truth at you. You can get your stuff played on the mainstream and love Jesus. Now, personally, I thought if you get your stuff played on the mainstream, you're a child of Satan, and that means you can't love Jesus. But here we got we got George with a J, and only 28 views. Someone is suppressing this truth. Like this truth has got to get out there. The Revolution TV. I'm giving it a thumbs up. There you go. Added to liked videos. <laughs> Wow. It's not even over yet. No. no Cad with a K is trying so hard to be cool. She wants you to know. She is a soccer mom. I know it's Thursday, but you kids can have pizza. Just make sure you do extra prayers on Sunday. I'm a cool mom. (laughs) I wish that I wish cat with a K was my mom. (laughs) Instead, my mom took away my Adam Sandler CD. (laughs) I didn't care about the sex stuff on that CD. I just like Lunch Lady Land. <laughs> so, I don't know if it comes across, but I mean, I'll post it to our social media. It's, it's amazing. amazing. No, Please I already... seek out the social media for oh, just did... for that. It's amazing. I posted part one on the MXPX memes Twitter. I posted that <laughs> whole video, and unfortunately, it like got deleted. Oh, no. By mistake. You know what it was? I tweeted it twice by mistake, and I deleted one of the tweets. And, like, I guess in Twitter's, like, database of videos, it was like, we'll delete the video from both the tweets. <laughs> so it was like... We're just not going to watch the Reliant K part of this video? I mean, the I didn't part plan two? to. There's not yeah. much that goes on. They're just like, yeah, oh, we're Reliant okay. K. How you doing? <laughs> so let's get straight to the nitty gritty. We sat down with Reliant K earlier in the year and just asked them some real questions. What's really going on in their mind is they're out there. That's what I love. I love that razor sharp truth just getting right down to the nitty gritty. Exactly. That's what I'm here for. And I'm that's so what this glad. that's what this podcast lacks, Danny. We don't just get down to the nitty gritty. We are like all over the place. Yeah. We're not bringing any razor sharp truth to you. Well, we did we are telling you that hoops loves petals. But let's find out the the Revolution TV isn't afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions to Reliant K. Oh, I bet. So let's hear what hard-hitting questions they have for Reliant K. Let's do it. 
they're performing. They just crossed into the mainstream. They're getting some MTV play. What are they thinking? And what are their Christian audience members thinking and their Christian label? We asked them the real stuff. They told us. Well, the answer is they their Christian label was like, yeah, here, Capital, you take them. <laughs> or the Capital was like, oh, give us Reliant K. It yeah. had nothing to do with any of that. The real answer. Here's part one, Reliant K. We get this question a lot because people are like, well, are you trying to get away from the Christian thing? Are you trying to... And we're like, our whole answer is call us whatever you want. Like, you can call us Christian band, you can call us a rock and roll. Razor sharp truth. <laughs> I can... I'm going to... You know what I'm going to call you, as I like to call them? Reliant K. Band. We can go out on tour with this band, we can go out on tour with that band, but we don't care. We're just doing what we do. We're having fun. We write about what we want to write about, and you know. There's candles behind them on the set. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I hit next by mistake. Matt Hoops looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> the, uh, He's like, Cat was trying to hit on me before this. I feel really uncomfortable. And so was George with the J. Um, I mean, they brought them to like. This like massage parlor. <laughs> There's like red drapes hanging from the ceiling, and there are candles in the background. I'd look uncomfortable too, Matt Hoops. It's okay. It, you know, they're not. They're like, yeah, I really dig your band, but I'm not into the whole religion thing. And we're like, well, it's not religion. It's like that's, you know, your your impression of Christianity has probably been skewed by you know watching you know certain things on TV, like certain you know or whatever. And it's not. Yeah, man. I'll say that. When I watched a lot of videos and Jessica found one early in the podcast when Reliant K is like asked to answer, like apologize as a Christian band in like a short thing in like a warp Tour interview or something. They can never, who can give a good interview in, in like one minute right. of like, are you really a Christian band? Like, ugh, it's just such a horrible thing to have to ask and explain. Yeah. Because Jessica found this one video where it was like, I don't know if it's because, I don't know if they tapered it because they gave, they tempered their reaction based on who they thought they were being interviewed by but they were like well if jesus is who he says he was you know yeah, what i mean it, it was weird <laughs> it was really weird it was a behind the scenes warp tour thing it was i have some problems with other parts of that interview but yeah <laughs> so classic relying k dropping some razor sharp truth i don't putting know a revolution how in our ears, we totally missed the introduction, but she's like, a little power pop, a little something something. It's called Reliant K. Right, with the punches and the, the punches and the bad and explanations. The... So, how are little you going? A little, she, we missed it. She went, a little tongue in cheek. How are you going to top this? Why? End the podcast now, Danny. It's, it's over. I don't. I can top it with this. So what do you think of that? I love it. What a great palate cleanser. <laughs>
Um, I see that you're also getting the ads for like the YouTube original about Paris Hilton. Oh yeah, no thanks. Did you watch the preview of that no, video? No, the, I think it's her mom. Somebody's there. She's like, you know, Paris is actually really brilliant. It's just a mask she puts on with the okay. stupidity. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. When YouTube Red started, they or not YouTube Red started, but when they started really pushing their like original content for YouTube Red. They did some documentary about some model, and I was like, I don't. And they had a billboard by my work forever, and I was like, I don't. Who cares? Who's watching this? Whatever. Who cares? And now Cobra Kai, which was their big show, has moved to Netflix. <laughs> so it was like YouTube Red just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, we admit it. We just make Paris Hilton yeah. documentaries now. <laughs> so I found a lot of AMVs uh, for not as many as last week, but the Subasa Chronicle. Fruits, Baskets, Kingdom Hearts, The Whammy Boys, uh, a lot of drum covers. I don't know what any of those things are, except... Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, yeah. Well, you know what fruit is, and you know what a basket is. I do. Fruits, Baskets is basically the Japanese non-Christian VeggieTales. Oh, okay. No, I just made that up. (laughs) Um, Sorry. (laughs) such a liar. Danny lies to me And I gotta bite my tongue. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I was like, oh, really? He's like, no, I just made that up. And I'm like, oh, but you sounded so like, you sounded like you were so confident in your answer. <laughs> you know how else I, how else I could have uh, brought us back? By a longtime friend who has, who I've been DMing, who, who I've been trying to reach. We've never talked to him in real life, but he used to be a staple of the early days of this podcast. Bobby <gasps> Moon is back. Yeah. Yay. When we started this podcast, we discovered this guy on YouTube named Bobby Moon. He does a lot of like pop punk vocal covers. And Love I Bobby found Moon. his Instagram account. And that's all he does is pop punk vocal covers. And I sent him a message and was like, hey, we really love your stuff. We have a podcast about Reliant K. We'd love to, you know, hear from you or something. Hasn't replied. Man. Come on the show, Bobby. We love it. So here's Bobby Moon's vocal cover of Bite My Tongue. I was trying to spell it out, but the detail fine. I dropped the call before it spilled my guts. And what we love about Bobby is that it's not it's not his voice. It's the videos. You got to see the videos because he's always like the got this shot ama- composition. He's just got this amazing energy. Is... He's just a superstar, and he's got these like big glass sunglasses on. And the shot composition is it's like a vertical video, and in the foreground, which I think the auto zoom might the autofocus might be on, is there's like a TV remote. <laughs> I think in he the must bottom. be like trying to prop up the phone somehow on the remote, uh, and he's using the remote as the front part. Yeah. And it slipped a little, and now it's in the frame. Yep. So here he is, rocking out with Bobby Moon. Four stick clean with my conscience of me. Heard me think you didn't hear it from me. Sipping up for seconds to tick off the fly. Saving up for later when I'm choosing to talk. At least I'll time to search my mind. To look at the words to seem so out of fine. Sometimes I say things that I wish that I could take back. So great to hear from an old friend, Bobby Moon. Love it. 
I remember there was a time when you were like, where is he? Where's those videos? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. None of the songs we've been picking have his, has he done. Yeah, because like really early on in the podcast, it was like he had done like so many. He did like it, I think at least like four or five. And then all of a sudden we went this huge long stretch of time without any Bobby Moon videos. So um, I'm glad to know he's still rocking. Yep. Is there, a th- what's a pun for moon? To the moon? Moon, moon times. <laughs> you had the greatest pun of the whole podcast Sorry. ever, so I really can't think of anything else. There is, for fan, for like fan stuff, there's like, there's a literal FMV, which we haven't had in a while, but it's just like a literal, if people in a college library walking around just acting out that they're like, they've annoyed each other with their words and then they try to figure it out and make it better, whatever. Um, there's a Gilmore Girls FMV. It wasn't nice. labeled as Gilmore Girls. It was labeled as, like, the guy. What was the guy's name? Which one? I don't know. Um, I'll show you. You tell me. Jess Marino. Yeah, Jess. Bad Boy. Bite my tongue. Nice. <laughs> is he the bad boy? He is. Oh, it opens with a little bit of this. Ugh. With the deathbed. Ugh. Of him getting off. It's just the beginning of deathbed. He's, like, getting off the bus. And then... Oh my gosh, it's all sped up. Yeah, it's all sped up. <laughs> this is a fast song, so you need fast-moving videos. Jess was definitely a high school Jessica, like, major crush. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so there's that. And then um, there's, there's, a, there's a Lion King 2 AMV. Like, you know, Lion King 2. Sure. Set to this song. Why not? Uh, and then there's this Emmy Rossum tribute. Which, like, wasn't labeled at all. Like it, like Gilmore. The words Gilmore Girls weren't on that Gilmore Girl thing. But as soon as I saw the characters from Gilmore, the you know, I saw right. what's her name, the main girl. I'm like, okay, this is one of the this is Gilmore Girls, right. the main Gilmore. When I saw her, I'm like, that's the show. But this, it just is. This video is just called "Bite My Tongue," and I guess I could have maybe I could have figured it out from the channel name. This is by Emmy R eight eight, right? But this is just like a tribute to Emmy Rossum. What I love is that when Danny was telling me about this, he was like, "So, do you know who Emmy Rossum is?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh, I could have saved myself so much time and just asked you because he didn't know who who she was." Well, no, it took me. No, I could have showed you the video. Yeah, because I could have said that to Emmy Rossum. Yeah, because there's no mention of who this is so i'm just looking at this these pictures of an actress and i'm like okay okay who is this and then they show her with uh in a, in some footage with um with jake gyllenhaal and i don't know what movie that is jake gyllenhaal's watering day after tomorrow well there you go and then they show her like singing in olden times which i figured out is phantom, That's of, phantom, the, of, the phantom opera. of the opera so i'm watching all this footage and i'm like i can't i can't cross-reference i can't figure who this is <laughs> And then finally, it shows her in what I could identify as... Shameless? No, the Poseidon remake. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, okay. (laughs) I know this is... That's really like the most deep cut movie. But I I saw Kurt Russell. I saw Kurt Russell in an upside down boat. And I'm like, this is the Poseidon remake. Oh, okay. So I'm like, now I can go to the IMDb for the Poseidon remake (laughs) and look at who's like, you know, generally a late teen, 20 something actress. And it's Jodemi Rossum. And I'm like, okay, this is her. Oh, she's in Phantom of the Opera. This makes total sense. So then I look at, then I ask Jessica, do you know who Emmy Rossum is? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I could have just showed you the video <laughs> instead of having to do this detective work. But the last thing we'll talk about 
since it is always a debate with a lot of Reliant K songs, is this a Christian song or is it not? Is this razor sharp truth in a revolution (laughs) through your iPod in your earphones? I found this, um, I found this. Can we start using that as the intro for this? Because, you know, we talked for a little (laughs) bit about that we were going to get rid of bits. Right. And then there there was a listener. uh, There were listener reactions to that, that they were like, no, keep doing the bits. So we're like, okay, we'll keep giving everybody what they want. Should we change? How about we change our names to George with a J and Cat with a K? Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Revolution with George with a J and Cat with a K. I love it. So this last thing we're, we're going to do about that is, for next week because it'll be the perfect disaster. Yeah. So a dog, a dago, a d a g i o one one two on YouTube eleven years ago uploaded this very Christian slideshow where it's just the song with a lot of like Google images and stock images of Christian stuff that they found. <laughs> Some of them are really, really beautiful in like the in like the way in which I find beauty. Just like aesthetically unpleasing Christian memes that are meant totally that are meant like totally sincere, like a photoshopped image of Jesus in the waves or something, or like Jesus standing over someone with their arms. Very up, poorly done. But like a very poorly rendered Jesus. And like some of them that are definitely from our generation, like like a very 90s 2000s sort of font on just a plain green background it just looks very extreme very revolution tv era um and i don't know where it was in here just some like nice that was just some text that said i love jesus yeah lots of people praying uh just like words i love jesus like carved in wood people with their arms up worshiping and sunsets and different things and i'm hoping that this image comes up in a second Baby blocks that say "I love Jesus." Picture of a cross in a lake, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> then they threw in a Family Guy <laughs> meme, and this is from 11 years ago, where it's like right. Jesus just like a cool guy, and it says it's cool to love Jesus. Right. But what I don't feel like it's cool is to put a Family Guy like bumper sticker. Like, this is meant as an ironic thing to mock Jesus, but they threw it. They're taking the power back. They're like, yeah, I had yeah, a, family guy. It is cool to be Jesus. I had a Jesus is my homeboy t-shirt in high school. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You still had it when we met. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, I just say it. I love that, like, all this very sincere of one particular type. It's, like, all just, like, very sincere, dramatic, like, right. photos of sunsets and lakes and people praying and arms up in the sky. Danny, there's only so many stock guy. images out there 11 years ago or however long ago you said this was posted. Like, yeah, they didn't have the distracted boyfriend meme yet, Dan. I guess not. <laughs> They also didn't have Charles Manson photoshopped into oh, yeah. Jesus's face so that he's like touching what was that from? Trump's uh, shoulder. Or oh, whatever. right. It was like a pro-Trump <laughs> meme where it was like Jesus with his hand on Trump's shoulder, but it was actually a picture of Charles Manson. Yes. And everyone on Twitter who was like, this is tr-, like people were sharing it sincerely. Yeah. And people were like, oh, that's Charles Manson. Yeah. So that's bite my tongue, and yeah, <laughs> crazy days. I don't know. <laughs> crazy days. So, any thoughts on bite my tongue? You know, we don't do that. Final thoughts. 
Oh, like wow. we don't really have an outro. We never have. We're a year in, and we've never had a proper thing. But you have like final thoughts about "Bite My Tongue." Do you believe this is a song you'll revisit? The song you're gonna enjoy. How do you think this song stacks Maybe. up? I, like if it came up in a shuffle, depending on my mood, I might not skip to the next song. That's a positive rating. There you go. Yeah. See, it took us a year, but I finally figured out a way we can end the show. Just summarize something we talked about. I feel so put on the spot right now. It's like when you used to, oh my gosh, that's another throwback to very early podcast days when you used to be like, where were you when this song was released? <laughs> but now, I'm I like, feel, uh. now I feel like I've mapped that time pretty well because yep. I've asked you about all the different albums. Yeah. But where were you when you bit your tongue? <laughs> you were in an upside I told down you. car. I know. 